This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9 is celebrating World Toilet Day with Inda Water Consortium. Good morning. You're tuned in to the morning run. My name is Sim Weeboon. This is Spotlight, and today we'll be taking a look at toilets. Some of you might not know this, but toilets and sewers, they've been around for a very, very long time. It was invented in the 3rd millennium BC during the Indus Valley Civilization in northwestern India and Pakistan. These toilets were built into the outer walls of the homes and they had vertical chutes via which waste was disposed of into cesspits or street drains. Fast forward a few thousand years later, the onset of the Industrial Revolution and related advances in technology brought the flush toilet into the mainstream with the S-trap system being invented in 1775 and is still in use today. And speaking of today, on the 19th of November, it is known worldwide as World Toilet Day, a day that was established by the World Toilet Organization in 2001. It's officiated by the United Nations as an international observant day to inspire action to tackle the global sanitation crisis. According to the UN, around the world, about 4.2 billion people live without safely managed sanitation and around 673 million people practice open defecation. World Toilet Day exists to inform, engage, and inspire people to take action towards achieving this goal of sanitation for all and end to open defecation. I spoke to the World Toilet Day founder, Jack Sim, who is also the founder of the World Toilet Organization. He's a Singaporean who is formerly from the construction industry, where upon attaining financial independence at the age of 40, decided to devote the rest of his life to social work, especially clean toilets. I asked him what motivated him to pursue this life and how did this all come about? When I was a child, we used the British bucket system. It was very traumatic. When you go to the toilet, you see everybody's colours and sanitary pad with blood and all the flies are disturbing you while you are in the toilet. So it's very, very unhygienic. The flies then go and spread the diseases on the food and a lot of chorella outbreak and children have diarrhea. And also that the poop goes into the river and contaminate the river water. So when people drink it, they have diarrhea. So a lot of illness can be prevented if people have proper hygiene, have toilet, wash their hands and the poop don't get into the water bodies. So in the beginning, I wanted to volunteer to do something for society. And my Prime Minister, Go Chok Tong, in Singapore, said that we should measure our social graciousness against the cleanliness of our public toilet. So I started the Restroom Association of Singapore, and the public loved it very much, and lots of people came forward to support. And so I was encouraged, and the press also gave a lot of coverage. So I started to uh, persuade the shopping centers and all the public toilet owners to spruce up their toilets so that they can increase the retention of their customer and improve services and earn more money. So the 
businesses start to feel this is true, and there's a win-win situation, then petrol kiosks start to also spruce up their toilet so that more customers will stop over at their place, especially taxi drivers. And the schools, I told the principal that when the toilet is smelly, the children suppress urination until they go home. So retention of the lesson is not so good because they can't concentrate on what the teacher is teaching when they are holding on to their bladder. So the principals, they also start to clean up their toilet. So Singapore toilet improved through this process. We start to do star rating. And then I realized that there are toilet associations around the world, 15 associations without headquarters. So I asked them, would you like to have a world body? Then they said, yes, we follow you. And I started the World Toilet Organization in 2001. And that founding day, 19th of November, on the first World Toilet Summit in Singapore Expo, we named it the World Toilet Day. So since 2001, we have been promoting World Toilet Day. And every year, the media writes a lot about it until... 2013, the United Nations General Assembly, all 193 countries' government adopted our founding day, 19th of November, as the official UN World Toilet Day. That created a lot of legitimacy for every country to take action. And now the World Toilet Day is coming on 19th November, and you will see that governments in all the countries are putting attention, public policy, budget, campaign, and even civil society are taking up action for clean toilet and also for people who don't have toilet to provide them with toilets. Despite the work done to spread awareness, toilets are still essentially a taboo subject for many. So I asked Jack why do people just don't want to talk about toilets? So generally, people look at themselves as good-looking, wholesome, and cannot be associated with producing a pungent smell, producing shit, and so they are in a state of denial that they have never visited the toilet in their life as if, right? So they don't talk about it. And yet, they go to the toilet six to eight times a day. And whether you are the prime minister or you are the ordinary hawker, or you are a road sweeper, or you are a CEO, or you are Miss Universe, you all go to the toilet. Okay, So there's nothing wrong, it's just normal. And so what we need to say is we need good toilet culture because whatever you do six to eight times a day is culture. And with good toilet culture come healthy and happy living. So I think the... World Toilet Organization over the last 19 years has been able to transform poop culture into pop culture. We use a lot of humor, but people now start to pay attention and feel comfortable to talk about toilet. There's still a lot of work to do, but I think it's people are opening up. Ah, but what is good toilet culture? Jack explains. For example, in Japan, if you finish using the toilet, you wipe it clean, you 
flush it, and you also are very conscientious not to create difficulty for the next person, right? If you are having toilet at home, you make it very clean because when visitors come and see that your toilet is messy, they have a very bad impression of your whole family. If you have dirty toilet in a factory, when people come to place order at your factory, they visit the toilet, then they say, I cancel the order because we don't believe your quality control is good since you are, can't even keep your toilet clean. So this kind of culture is affecting business, affecting reputation. The toilet becomes your face. So if we were to go to uh, Malaysia or anywhere and say, toilet is the face, is your face, the face of your family, your organization, suddenly toilet cleanliness becomes a culture, right? And with cleanliness, you have hygiene and then you have health. That was Jack Sim, founder of the World Toilet Organization and World Toilet Day. We've got some messages coming up, but stay tuned as we continue to sink deeper into toilets and sanitation issues around the world on this episode of Spotlight, BFM 89.9. Stay tuned to this BFM World Toilet Day special, brought to you by Inda Water Consortium. This BFM World Toilet Day special is presented by Inda Water Consortium. Welcome back. You're tuned in to The Morning Run and this is Spotlight. I'm Sim Weeboon. Today is World Toilet Day and as such, we've been talking about toilets and toilet culture as well as sanitation issues. Earlier in the show, I spoke to Jack Sim, founder of World Toilet Day and the World Toilet Organization. It's a global non-profit organization committed to improving toilets and sanitation conditions worldwide. We were talking about the origins of World Toilet Day and what exactly is good toilet culture. Now, Jack Sim talks to me about why some places around the world have such awful treatments towards their toilets and some other places just have really wonderful toilets. I think the problem always starts with not talking about it. If you cannot talk about toilet, then you cannot improve it. It's just like any subject. You know, husband and wife quarrel because their communication is no good, because they didn't talk about the problems they face, right? Because you talk so much about food and wine and drinks, cooking, yeah? but you don't talk about what comes out after you eat, right? So we have to talk about it. The more we talk about it, the more normal it is, and the more we pay attention. Can you imagine? One-third of the world population don't have toilet, so they don't have proper sanitation. So they go and defecate openly, or they have very bad toilet condition because... What we say bad is that if the shit can contaminate the water or the flies can visit it and transmit diseases, then that is not safe sanitation. So that's one third of the world. Another 60% yeah, of all the feces in the world 
is not treated. That means even the one who have toilet, their sheep are not treated. So it goes directly into the river, into the lakes, into the drains, even onto the beaches, and then it starts to contaminate the environment, the water, and spread disease, and also make the tourism not feasible in those places, right? According to the World Health Organization and UNICEF, the region with the highest amount of poor water sanitation is the Sub-Saharan Africa, followed closely by southern and eastern Asian countries like India and China. Poor sanitation, including hygiene, causes at least 120 million disease episodes and 50,000 premature deaths annually. The resulting economic impact was, is more than 3.3 billion US dollars annually. The associated economic cost of polluted water attributed to poor sanitation exceeds $1.5 billion per year. This is very, very expensive and bad news. Despite all of this, Jack has seen improvements. In recent years, Prime Minister Modi in India has become a toilet champion. So he built 110 million toilets and President Xi Jinping of China has also become a toilet champion for China toilet revolution. So he is also building millions of toilets. So if the two biggest countries' leader became toilet champion, then we can see already big shift in numbers of toilet built, in toilet culture, behavioral change. And I am very encouraged because our movement started 19 years ago, but five, four, five years ago, suddenly all these things are happening because of the UN World Toilet Day legitimacy. Yeah. So finally end my conversation with Jack on his own personal experiences with toilets and sanitations. He tells me some of the worst and best he's seen. Mm, I think that... The worst type of experience is to see the sewer diver in India having to dive whole body into the shit, into the manhole, just to clear the chokage of the sewer pipes. And we cannot accept the fact that there's such a job, you know, where where a person has to dive whole body into the shit. So we start to train them to use machine. And in India, we created the World Toilet College in Aurangabad. And we are asking, uh, teaching them to use the machine and don't need to dive inside and still get the same salary. So right now, we have already trained about 4,000 such cleaners, uh, such maintenance uh, sewer diver and they don't have to die of toxic gases and to suffer the indignity of diving into the toilets, right? So I think that is the worst I have seen. In terms of best toilet, I think you can always know that it's from Japan. Everywhere you go, you can be sure that the toilet is clean and that you don't have any uh, surprises, uh, 
Local people say sometimes there are dirty toilets, but the way they look at dirty toilets is, for us, is already quite acceptable because their standard is very, very high. That was Jack Sim, founder of the World Toilet Day and World Toilet Organization. Now, speaking of best and worst toilet experiences, I also spoke to some of my colleagues here at BFM to kind of tell me the experiences that they've come across. My best toilet experience was in Japan because most toilets in Japan have a little privacy button that you can press that plays music so that you can sort of block out the toilet noises and I thought that was really cute. My worst toilet experience was actually in Thailand where um, I was going to the bathroom and then I realized that the floor was getting more wet and I realized that someone was peeing on my shoes from the other stall. I do not know how this was humanly possible. So I have told people problems in restrooms. Um, The stalls in many Malaysian establishments are never wide enough for me to be able to negotiate getting into the stall, closing the door, using the facilities without bumping knees, elbows. And it's not really a place I want any of my body parts to be touching the surfaces. So yeah, I really wish people would take into consideration that I think restrooms need to be places where you are comfortable in order to use the facilities. And that includes having stalls that are wide enough to be able to negotiate without causing a minor accident. Uh, One of the worst toilet experiences I've had was during a trip to China. Uh, We were on a tour bus and it stopped at one of those outskirt toilet stops. And a lot of Chinese locals were using the toilet as well. It was one of those toilets which didn't have doors. It was only partitions between each cubicle. And so if you're lining up for the cubicle, you would see everyone's butts. And while you're in the cubicle, um, there's only one long long kang for all the cubicles, like a long drain. And so if you're in the middle cubicle, whatever comes from the previous few cubicles will float past you in every shape and size, color and, you know, uh, liquidity will just flow past you and you cannot avoid looking at it. It will come it will come past you while you're doing your business. And the one at the last cubicle at the end has it worse because everything goes past you. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was the worst. So my best toilet experience is in Japan. And I remember getting to the airport at 5 a.m. in the morning and obviously we dropped our bags, headed for the men's room and the toilet seat had automatic heaters and from then on everything about Japanese technology blew our minds but that was my very first experience of uh, heated toilet seats it blew my mind because you sit on it it starts to warm up and you know being the Malaysian I am I've never experienced anything quite like that that automatic heating toilet seat is something that I remember up to this day I think it's pretty hard to beat any toilet experience in Japan. So um, most recently, I just came back from uh, Fukuoka, where literally every toilet, public or otherwise, um, was heated seats. You had deodorizers, you had front and back wash, you had dry, you have something that deod... Like, I'm not sure what a powerful deodorizer is, but they have it. Um, And you can just spend hours in there pressing buttons, getting the flush sounds to disguise whatever you want disguising... Um, and it is just the most comfortable, comforting toilet experience, especially since they started adding translations to every button. So now you know what they are. Uh, they also have diagrams. So in case 
English isn't a strength, then you can still guess. So yeah, pretty hard to beat Japan. And that was BFM's Christine Wong, Sumitra Selvaraj, Lee Jining, Ali Johan, and Lee Tri Lin. Pretty much in agreement that toilets in Japan are awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Spotlight. I'm Sim Weeboon, signing off for the morning run, BFM 89.9. Happy World Toilet Day. This World Toilet Day special is presented by Inda Water Consortium. New life for water. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.